Hello and welcome to another Tomato Sauce podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things promotional marketing to help marketers around the world. My name is Zach Lord and this week's episode is all about the environment and how the promotional marketing industry is becoming more eco-friendly. Oh, after much technical difficulties, we realized we got seven minutes through uh, this week's podcast and then realized that we weren't recording. Thank you very much, computer. Thank you for stopping that. But you are listening to another week of the um, Tomato Sauce. My name's Zach. I'm sitting here with Tamara. Tamara, you have had a busy week, haven't you? It has been flat out, which, I mean, I'm super grateful for, but busy. So just just having some fun, just doing doing some stuff. about you (laughs) and it's funny like we're so it doesn't feel like we are this far into the year no like it doesn't feel like like if you listen to last week's podcast last week's podcast was all about winter yeah and we're saying oh whinging about winter we're having the whole okay the whole podcast wasn't us having a whinge about winter but (laughs) it was saying you know winter winter is not our favorite part of the year there are opportunities that are professionally out there with um, promo and, mer- and merchandise, but um, <laughs> as far as seasons go, I definitely think that summer yeah. is right up there for We're both of us. Counting down. Week three of the podcast means another week closer to summer. Another, another week closer to summer <laughs> and another week closer to daylight savings. Exactly. An October uh, long weekend when daylight beautiful. savings kicks over. It's awesome. Fantastic. But this week's episode is also a COVID-free episode we're not saying we're we're not saying that we're not talking about we're not going to talk about lockdowns or anything like that this week's podcast is all about eco-friendly all about environmentally sustainable items and it's instead of us doing our standard two questions um talk about each of them we're going to roll it all into to one one big question and we'll get straight into it and it's really talking about what the promo industry is doing to be more eco-friendly and optimizing your products or your future promotional marketing to be more eco-friendly more sustainable which brings us to the title of this week's podcast it's um promo for future australians so um looking at promo that's made from sustainable products that's um less single-use plastic um it's also locally locally sourced locally um produced uh locally manufactured however you want to want to put it as well um, and we'll discuss a whole bunch of them but um, Tamara in the office in the red tomato office at the <laughs> moment is our keep cup queen yeah. um, green girl the green girl what sort of trends have your clients um, and also on a supplier side as well have they been sharing with you over the past three years that you've been here five years that I've been here yeah. what have you seen Well, like I think it it definitely started off in terms of just moving away from single-use items to things that can be reused because in that kind of situation, it's a win-win for everyone. For the the client, your logo is lasting much more than just a one-use kind of, through a one-use kind of product, should I say. Being an eco-friendly kind of supporter as well, you know, by reducing your single-use items, no doubt you're doing a a good thing there. So I think that's where it first really started to take off in terms of, you know, looking at reusable bags and the metal drink bottles. But now moving massively into what what's my product actually being made of and how is that being eco-friendly? So seeing a huge amount of pens made from wheat straw, cups made from wheat straw, bamboo, wood, um, and, and all these things that are helping reduce the amount of plastic and dirty plastic that are going into the products that we use every day. 
it's sort of been this evolution of eco-friendliness. You yeah. know, when, when the, the the big supermarkets got rid of all their um, plastic bags. That's right. Everyone started looking at these reusable bags. That's Tote right. bags were suddenly like the new in thing, which yeah. was which being in the promo industry were like, wait. What these have been? These have been, yeah. around, these, have been, these have been around for ages. Yeah. Like, what's going? What's going on here? So, from that, there's definitely been the shift to okay, what's my what's my product been produced of? Definitely, how's my product being shipped and um, supplied to us? And um, that was a point. One of the points that I wanted to make in sort of research for for this week's podcast was um, about this time last year when our uh, annual trade show was on. Mm-hmm. We all catch up with our suppliers and distributor friends. One of our suppliers asked all the distributors that passed past their booth, came past their booth, well, would you like to have your pens polybagged? Mm-hmm. And from that, the majority said, no, we don't want our, our pens polybagged. And to give you an idea, polybagging really just protects the item during storage after it's been printed. Um, before it's been printed as well, stops it from rubbing on other items and um, protects it during transit and also and also storage tow. So... It's not. It, it's it's only used as to be um, as to is to protect it like that. And you can do you can get products that aren't polybagged. There's one that we're looking at at the moment for having everything separated by paper. Yeah, yeah. Which is another option, but definitely a move sort of industry wide to move away from single use plastics. Mm. And I think you touched on it before. Um, looking at products that are made from different materials, not yeah. just your like the key cut was a, such a huge trend in the yeah. industry, so to speak, and in sort of society, I suppose, as well. But not all keep cups are equal. No, exactly, exactly. And, like, now it's even getting to a stage where the original keep cup that came out, maybe not the, the branded keep cup, but, you know, our, our promo level keep cups or reusable coffee cups, you know, now even those are progressing into started as, you know, as a solution to to reducing the amount of paper coffee cups that we used. But now moving towards like, okay, it was a plastic cup with a silicon band that you'd reuse over and over again, but now it's a bamboo cup, you know, it's 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 continuously progressing, which is so awesome to see. It's just necessary. Like that's just what our industry should be playing a part in. We we do, you know, I guess an imprint in mass production and, and therefore we should be using the best kind of materials that we can to do our part. And it's and it's such a good message to sell. It's, you know, everyone wants to feel like they're doing something and they're making a difference. And by by choosing carefully what you're purchasing, that you know, as the distributor, as the supplier, as the client, you know, you're all playing a part in doing something good. Absolutely. And I think just sort of outside of the the keep cups, I had been mentioning to a lot of my clients like the last six months mm. or so that like the keep cup of 2020 was going to be a, a beeswax wrap to yes. um, wrap up your sandwiches, your Devon mm-hmm. and sauce sandwiches, mm-hmm. your peanut, your peanut butter and, and jelly, your peanut butter and jam sandwiches yeah. going to school and reducing the, um, the need for, for cling wrap, for glad, mm-hmm. for glad wrap. What's the other the one? Little the sealable bags. The sealable yeah. bags yeah. as well. That's a single use plastic that you throw out straight away. These yeah. beeswax, beeswax wraps are completely, completely sustainable. You wash it at the end of the mm-hmm. day and you could go again the, the next day. And from our position, like, I don't know about you but from someone who's visual like the the branding you get on a beeswax wrap is fantastic it's just such an all-in-one product for me and it's yeah definitely my 2020 product (laughs) the the product of the year for me so that along with you know the reusable food snack pouches and stuff like that like the the areas that eco-friendly merchandise is spreading throughout is just phenomenal and exciting 
that's a marketing opportunity that comes with something that's replacing single-use plastic as yeah, well, which definitely. is a, a really valuable space to to be in right now. Yeah, there's so many there's so many articles out there that are talking about you know the amount of plastic that ends up in the ocean, the amount of plastic that ends up on landfill, the side of the road. I think being a part of the like having a brand be associated with the the solution in such a visual way yeah. is such a fantastic initiative to be looking at now, especially when there is so much sort of neg- negativity in in the world. To be looking mm. at the sort of positive influences that you're having on a global society yeah. is super valuable at and the correct, moment. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the biggest push was uh, it was the documentary on paper cups. I feel like that was when you just saw a massive increase in, you know, the demand for reusable coffee cups and, and drink bottles. And then they moved on to do straws as well. Kill me. Oh, I, no, I that was, right. no, 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 that was the it. one, that was the ABC one with um, Craig Rewcastle. Yeah, yeah. 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 The I war can... on plastic or something yes, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the like, war on plastic. And, you know, for something like that to then stem this like nationwide kind of, you know, mindset shift. And you're right, people want to be proud of the products that they're, they're you know, using. And for an example, one of my clients was really heavily involved in making sure that, you know, firstly, their products were eco-friendly, but then as well as that, they're telling people about it. So we incorporated heaps of taglines, heaps of funny kind of puns and, and word plays on making sure that people knew these products were, were, you know, either sustainably sourced or, you know, made from eco-friendly goods. So another real good way as a marketer to kind of understand, okay, well, you know, I need to, to promote the maximum amount of this and, you know, make sure that people understand that we, you know, we're playing our part and we're doing a, a good deed as well. And good to tell a story yeah. on those products too. Yeah, definitely. And I, I suppose a sort of underlying trend of the past sort of 12 months is using product and using your marketing to to tell a story. Mm. And we all, you know, I was coming back to sort of advertising the Super Bowl ads. Yes, they're funny, but they don't sort of, they're not like yeah. on, on brand or something. You don't go, wow, I really want a, a Snickers bar <laughs> now. I really, I really want Skittles because that, it was, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's just a funny, yeah. it's just a funny ad. But the ads that tell a story that you don't know what the ad's for until you get right to the end and then you go, oh. Oh, that's oh, awesome. oh, okay. I shed I shed a tear for that one. There was a um, what was it? It was a pedigree ad a couple of years ago, and like oh, dog, dog, dogs, dogs bring out the yeah. best in everyone. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't know that Can't until you got it. to the end. And I was like, no, I'm crying now. I'm crying. I don't even have a dog. <laughs> the power of advertising. <laughs> the, power, the power of advertising. That's what I mean. Like telling us telling a story doesn't have to just be from a TVC, a digital yes. ad, from a sort of visual medium. Um, yeah. It can also happen with the, the promotional marketing that you choose as well. Like the supplier that we do have that we mentioned, I think we mentioned on last week's podcast um, that provided us with the, the gifts as well, that they're working with local artists mm-hmm. um, in the Australian space to be able to... Um, a local Indigenous artist, sorry, and yeah. was a special I think needs. They partner with special needs, a special needs organisation, and also a women in women in artwork organisation. I'll have to find it. We can post it on our socials because they just the, the organisations that they do partner with are so fantastic, and it's just like Zach saying another way to tell a story, you know, and to show where the company stands in supporting, you know, such important kind of social aspects and certain parts of the community and things like that. And their product tells us tells the story of you yeah. know who the, who this artist is, where they where they were born, why they've gotten to to mm-hmm. painting or mm-hmm. to to art, what the art art means. So a lot of the indigenous stuff tells a a story about elders past and present and about yeah. um, about their history in their area as well. So and telling a story is super so super personalized important. as well. Like how how 
special does it feel to then get, you know, a personalised kind of artwork that you know only you – it's not just getting a, a notebook with a company logo, it's getting a notebook with something that's, you know, personally kind of designed for, for the company and, and for you. Mm-hmm. We've spoken a bit about how the industry is sort of optimising and changing their products and changing their practices to be more eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. I suppose one of, one of those points that, that I made earlier with the, with the polybagging is to, to look at it as an optional extra mm-hmm. and offering that and, you know, we've started to offer that as an optional extra for all the um, – all the uh, t-shirts and jumpers and and pants that we're that we're doing, yeah, um, as a sort of single-use throwaway plastic. Um, instead of instead of offering when it's like a um, when it's always sort of been these shirts will all come poly bagged, yeah. all, these, all these hoodies will all come poly bagged. It's to protect it during transit, but I think for for some items you can definitely go without, especially if they're being handed out straight away. Definitely, it's something you can do without, and it saves it saves you a few bucks here and there mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. I think looking at that, what other ways are you seeing um, items being? optimised to be more eco-friendly? Look, there's definitely ways in terms of, you know, looking at, you know, making it longer lasting. So pens with kind of more ink for writing, like we touched on earlier, making sure that the drink bottles are metal and not plastic. They're, they're, the longevity of them is going to be much longer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Looking at um, like on the, on, on the pens, um, there's a lot of different inks that are out there and mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot of, there are a lot of cheap pens yeah. um, out there that are available, yeah. um, but definitely trying to sort of promote a pen that's going to write over 2000 meters as, as opposed to ones that's going to write 800 meters, exactly. 800 meters and get thrown out in half the time. Exactly. You're going right. to be sending the other ones. So it's it's sort of like a, a secondary way to think about how I bet think about your environmental impact. Yeah, and utilizing items are going to be longer lasting and be able to show your brand a lot more because that's that's ultimately the um the that's game. ultimately the, the game of promotional <laughs> marketing is um is creating impressions for for your brand and um right. and turning those um, strangers into clients into into advocates. The amount of times that I've had someone say like we've used this pen for so long, like the the amount of the impression that even something as simple as a good pen can leave on someone, like with your branding associated with it, is massive. And you, I think a lot of people just think it's a pen. Come on, like <laughs> how exciting can it be? But when it's a good pen, it delivers such a good message. And yeah, especially when you think of the the, the smaller impacts it can have, you know, such as having more ink to to write and therefore it's going to be used for longer and not not be chucked out as frequently and that's what our podcast is all about this is all about pen chat now (laughs) (laughs) my favorite um yeah i mean the other point that you touched on there was um looking at metal drink bottles over plastic i have my double walled metal drink bottle here and i will not use anything else other than this because it's a best part of the job you just get access to like all of the metal drink bottles you could ever dream of that's all I wanted as a little girl. <laughs> but I, like, secretly get so excited about getting, like, different samples from our awesome suppliers. The awesome samples from all of our different suppliers. Best part of the job. <laughs> Ultimately, everybody loves free stuff. Exactly. That's- I'm not going to swear on this podcast. You know what? People yeah, know I mean. swear. Um, but I think also, like, the other point that we wanted to mention on um, promotional marketing uh, for future Aussies as well and optimising your items to be eco-friendly uh, is looking at the reducing the, the carbon footprint of the items that you're getting too. So um, looking for or requesting Australian-made products mm-hmm. has definitely been a huge trend that we've seen in the last six to 12 months. I mean, it's all it's always been a and super important, important trend, yeah. trend in the marketplace, but I think now, our um, our 
suppliers. Yeah. Our suppliers have a, a greater awareness around it mm. and, uh, and are looking to provide ranges that um, that are Australian made and looking for sort of alternative routes for um, reducing the carbon footprint of items because it takes a lot to you know be able to ship something in from from China or America um, either via via sea via mm. air. So if we can if looking at you know Australian made Australian produced Australian yeah. manufactured whatever you want to call it items to just reduce the carb- carbon footprint I think is really important as well and mm. you know Tamara you've been working on a couple of briefs now for Australian made products yeah yeah working on a, a couple of Australian made products briefs myself so it's definitely a, a super a super important mm. trend to to keep on top of mm-hmm. are you seeing any other sort of trends of optimizing your products to be more eco-friendly um not particularly, I think, like we covered off, you know, again, just having that honest conversation with, you, with I guess, from our position, our suppliers, but then from our client's position with your suppliers, you know, and your distributors, having that honest conversation around, like we said, you know, just the small things, reducing the polybagging, asking if there's another way it can be shipped or, you know, just, just having that conversation about understanding where you guys stand with, with products that are being Australian made. But in terms of optimization, I think it's just about awareness and having that conversation, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, which wraps us up, up nicely to uh, to chat through some rush orders with Tamara. It's her turn. It's her turn this week. This gives me um, anxiety. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're basically just a fancy word association with a couple of items and, um, and different buzzwords of the week. So given we're on the, the topic of, I suppose we won't get, we weren't, we weren't going to mention anything about what's what's happening at the moment, but it's definitely uh, one of the items that um, has been super critical at the moment for a lot of people, or um, well, two items in here actually. So, Tamara, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear face masks? Ooh, so many variations. <laughs> <laughs> variations of masks. Is it is it DIY? Is it, you know, making it fully cool and custom designed or is it just I need it quick? <laughs> Yeah, and poor yeah. Victoria. <laughs> poor, yeah, poor Victoria. I mean, there's been a lot of um, a lot of talk this um, these past couple of weeks on 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 face masks. There are cloth and um, KN95 options available. The surgical yeah. masks stop stuff getting out. Yeah. Uh, whereas the the KN95 stops up stops stuff getting in. But I read in the paper today anything is sort of better than nothing. No, than nothing. That's Even right. if you want to put a bandana or a um, <laughs> or your yeah. just a shirt over your face. The other one that's been super important the past couple of months, hand sanitizer. Ooh, strong. Strong. <laughs> A good 70, what is it, the 73 70, 75% we've got here in the office and the majority of them that you see to, I think, to, to hit over um, sort of world yeah. I think it's the World Health, Health Organization yeah. is um, is sixty yeah. percent. Some include up to seventy five percent alcohol, and that is strong. For any anyone out there stuff. from a um, Eastern European background, will probably get a little bit triggered by some methylated spirit slash <laughs> alcoholic beverages you grow up with, such as like, all my all my favorite Croatians out there. <laughs> That's Please. all I can smell when I put on really, really strong sanitizer <laughs> is, is some rakia. <laughs> Please know that we don't condone drinking, drinking yeah. any, drinking any hand sanitizer, nor, inject, not. nor injecting it into your body. Yeah, let's be smart here, people. A couple of Australian-made items. Mm-hmm. First one, Vegemite. <sighs> my favourite, but my first thought: crispy bread with a good layer of butter. It's a good layer of butter <laughs> yeah. and just the right amount right of, Vegemite, amount. of Vegemite as but well. When the That's butter melts a little bit and it gets yeah. a little bit runny. Ugh. 
get hungry. And so many people get it wrong. They put too much Vegemite on. You go, that's not the, that's not the right oh, way. Man. That's not right. That's not the right way. Um, and the last one's a Australian-made product. It's really popular. I think over the last couple of years, everyone's moved away from sort of reed diffusers and onto essential oils. My first thought and word of that is orange. And it's only because I grew up with the little ceramic candle. You'd put a little tea candle in it and you put the essential oil on oh, top yeah, and yeah, it would yeah. be an orange. We had that throughout our whole house. But yeah, essential oil, straight away, I think that orangey citrus smell. <laughs> Her house smells, my house smells so pretty when I put it on. Yeah. Each day. It, and put it's nothing. Of, you put a little, little few drops in it. Put a, you're going to put a little, little bit of rose and exactly. um, sand, sandalwood or something. I'm trying to think of a, There's another one actually. You know, my favourite is, um, is it called? Classics. Ylang Ylang? Oh, Lang Lang? Or Y-L-A-N-G, Y-L-A-N-G. Maybe, yeah. I don't know what it smells like. It sounds familiar. It smells awesome. No, it's fantastic. I don't cover my house in it. You end up on yeah. fire. <laughs> anyway, anyway we'll, wrap, we'll wrap that up. Thank you, Tamara, and we'll move on to our um, quote of the week, which is a Chinese proverb mm-hmm. this week. The person who says it cannot be done should not interrupt the person who is doing it. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. That's strong. I might start using that in the office. Yeah. I do like. I do enjoy using it. It's another. You're going to get two quotes of the week here because <laughs> I do. I use this one. A good trade, he never blames his tools. Yes. <laughs> That's a personal favourite of mine. Exactly. And tomorrow, our um, our tip of the week for, uh, I suppose, the later half of this year. Yeah. Plan your events and deadlines via a calendar to know when stuff needs to get finished. I think we um, know in this industry more than ever, it is so important to think ahead because stuff creeps up on you so quickly. And like we were chatting about earlier, it's the year's just flying by. So, yeah, plan, plan, plan. Plan, 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 absolutely. And I think, you know, it's more... With, with promotional marketing, it's more important than ever as well. Or it's more, it's it's a, such an important thing. Does the longer time that yeah. we have as your know, sort of trusted promo providers, creative thinkers, um, the more products that we have available at our disposal, the greater yeah. customization as well, and the more time that you put put into yeah. it. You know, there's been so many. There are a lot of there will forever be a lot of um, events and a lot of campaigns that take place where we get a notification or we get an email or a call <laughs> a couple of days before. Can you guys turn around something in three are days? Are you guys magic? Are you guys magic? <laughs> because we are and we can, but and it's def- not fun for anyone. <laughs> and it, li- it limits, the, it limits the, the quality and it limits the, um, the amount of time to put into, A, design the, the yeah. product if, it's a, if we wanted to add a, add a tagline or if we wanted to add um, some sort of artwork as well. But uh, it limits the items that we're able to, to choose from and we have yeah. a really good Australian bank of suppliers mm-hmm. that can turn stuff around and have been absolutely magical for yeah. us in, in the past. But um, I suppose the more time, especially crucial with the with the artwork, because it can elevate something from um, just having a logo on it to having a, um, a call to action or some sort yeah. of specific tagline as well. Mm-hmm. So that wraps us up for episode three of our podcast. <laughs> How good is that? And we actually recorded this one instead of getting all the way through and actually and not recording anything. I would have just left. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have left and I would have had to do her voice as yeah. well. And, and you could have done it. No, I could have done it. I could have done the pretty good voice. <laughs> yay, because number three. Yay, three, three episodes down. Thank you so much for, for listening for, for this week. Yeah. And Tamara, thank you very much for your time. I know as you're going always. to run back upstairs <laughs> to, um, to attend to the many briefs that you're working on at the moment. Um, um, but we'll wrap it up for there for, for this week. Bye, guys. Chink. Bye. Chink. That's all we have time for this week. If you like anything you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on LinkedIn. 
We'll see you next time.